Welcome to Heartspeak Podcast, episode 180, Shifting Boundaries. Welcome to the Heartspeak Podcast, where valuable insights are shared that bypass the mind and resonate with the heart. Listen, open your heart, become inspired, find the joy and fulfillment that awaits when you follow your heart. And now, here's your host, Dr. Christine Page. Well, hello there, wherever you are in the world, you are welcome. It's good to be with you. And I had to think a lot about what I was going to present this week with so much going on in the world. It seems to be that we've gone from one crisis to another, almost as if we were just breathing and saying, ah, that's over, that's good. And then we hit another crisis, and I think our eyes are all moving towards that part of the world where there's so much uncertainty, so much suffering, so much pain, so much fear. My heart goes out to all of those who are going through any of those stages, grieving, because this is what it is to be human. There are no boundaries, there are no borders. When there's kindness, when there's compassion, it spreads across the world. And I don't want to forget the many people whose lives have been turned upside down just even in the last two years, and that we don't even know who they are. They're being hidden or not being given a voice. So my heart goes out to all of those who are suffering and grieving silently or not being able to tell their story. You know, it's not just one area of the world where there are wars. There are wars going on, Yemen, Libya, Syria, that just can we hope that we find some solution and not just be pawns in the hands of those who enjoy moving pieces around just for their own power, their own financial rewards. And I do think, just before I move on to the depth of this subject, that we will see more revelations. And I think that there are a lot of emotional distractions happening now so that we don't look more deeply into some of these pharmaceutical documents that are coming to life. They wanted to hide them, didn't they? They wanted to make sure we didn't see them. And now there are pages of adverse effects, pages of people who already suffered in the trials from certain vaccines. Now we're learning that the COVID genome, the actual way in which this was seen, was known before we were supposed to have seen the first case at the end of 2019. This is appalling to know that so much is happening and we only learn about it later or it's hidden up, hidden. There are so many scandals, so many corruptions, and my hope is that as Pluto continues to go through Capricorn and then enters into Aquarius, we're, we're going to bring to the surface and find those who are responsible and accountable for keeping things dark, keeping things hidden. This is a time where if we want to have what I call the great refresh, let's bring things to the surface. Let's Let's clear the earth 
the surface of this earth and of old energies, old conflicts, old emotions. It's as if we, we have just, if I may say, sent all our unwanted material onto the planet. And she's saying, you know, own it or I'm going to shake you all off. And I think that's where we're at. So much has happened over time. And so this is a time of revelations, revolutions, refreshing. And it's all about bringing life back. It feels like as I'm watching my own garden start to come back to life, even though we still have snow in the forecast, it feels like nature knows how to break down those old patterns to allow the old weeds to die away and to bring forth something new. And it's time for us to do that same thing. Now, I've spoken before about the effects of Mars and Pluto coming together. Fortunately, that's moved on now. Mars and Venus have moved into Aquarius. But now we have Mars coming towards Uranus on the 22nd of March. And I could tell you other things, and again, I'll be speaking before this event, but when I saw this, this is squaring Uranus. Uranus, I've talked about sudden revolutions, rebellion, unusual episodes, Earth, unusual things happening in the Earth, unusual things happening with our food, uh, sudden events happening within the Earth, sudden events happening perhaps through something that shakes the world, Mars, passion, is really going to light up whatever it is that's happening. And I'm sorry to say that, but I feel that we would be wrong to just say, oh, it's just going to be a little bit of a hiccup. We're seeing things happening. And Uranus is also about new inventions, new technologies. And I spoke about that last time, where there are new technologies already being used that are far beyond what we might see in a, a Western movie. In other words, you know, guns, etc. We've moved far beyond all of that. So I'm going to say that it's very significant that it's, okay, it's March, which is a three, but the 22nd, 22, 22, 22 is big because, as I've mentioned before, 22 is the number of transformation. And it's, but it's also about chaos into transformation. And that's what I'm hoping will happen. That yes, out of chaos, we discover and rediscover ourselves, refresh ourselves. And that's why I decided to talk about boundaries because I started to explore what it was that was going on between Russia and Ukraine. And really, who is Ukraine? Who is Russia? And I listened to a very good podcast talking about the history of these countries. And really the main feature of it was is how often those boundaries have changed. And it's almost like an arbitrary figure. Someone says, okay, now you are Ukraine. Now you are Britain. Now you are America. Well, maybe not so much America, but you could say the states of America. And I'm fascinated the states of America are often defined by a river, which is a good way of defining it. But if you've been in Britain and you've lived in any country, it's often an arbitrary, arbitrary, but a decision made from the sort of level of, well, if we actually draw a line here, we'll get more electors into this area and therefore 
we will win those parties over. It's often a monetary or a power grab decision. So these ideas that these countries have always been like this is not true. And you only have to look at Britain for that. And the very fact that, first of all, Britain obviously has chosen to be out of Europe. And again, this idea of what is Europe? <laughs> I think Britain always decided they weren't Europeans. And then Britain, of course, is made up of countries, Wales, Scotland, Ireland, <laughs> England. And it, some would say down in Cornwall and Devon, they're a different part. So we've clumped these countries together. And under one title, we say, you need to act as an American, as a British person, as a Ukrainian, as a Russian. It's like we bring these very diverse groups together and then tell them they have to all act the same. And then it made me think, well, what actually makes a country? Is it because we all have the same religion or we all have the same belief systems or we all have come from the same roots? And of course, that's very diverse. So even in a family, you can have different groups coming together. You could say, well, we are the, I don't know, the pages, but we all come from different places and we have different religions. So I feel that what's happening now is a shifting of these boundaries. That people saying, actually, we were put into this country, but we're actually, this is who we are. And I noticed that a lot when I was traveling or working in Slovenia, which was part of old Yugoslavia that as this horrendous war, which seemed, people seem to forget about, that took place in old Yugoslavia, where between the, the different parts of what had been, again, clumped together, these countries said, we don't actually get on with these people, or these people are not our people. And, and so things broke apart, and then certain parts of a country may say, well, even though, yeah, we've been with you, we're actually different from you again. And I think that's what's happening. I think this break apart is happening. And I was surprised by listening to this gentleman talk about the history of this area, how the Vikings, the good old Vikings, <laughs> had used the waterways, which they always did, to find their way into what we call Russia and now Ukraine or parts of these areas. And so in that area are Scandinavians, you could say, if we see the Vikings coming from Scandinavia. And then the Vikings were made up of some of them were Swedes, some of them were Norwegians, some of them. So it's like, whoa. <laughs> and I think it's so interesting. It's almost as if we're breaking ourselves down to find out who are we. And it reminds me that when I had my DNA done to find out my ancestry DNA, to find out who I was, I have quite a lot of Viking energy, Swedish energy. And I thought, how interesting that I have a very strong affinity with Swedish friends. And I've had that for 50 years. And then I found out that I always had Irish blood. Well, I'm not surprised, but again, I have very strong Scottish blood and a lot of Scottish people moved to Ireland, Ireland moved to Scotland. And then I even had a little bit of Icelandic DNA. Well, again, when I went to Iceland, I found out that the Vikings who, who went to Iceland took with them the slaves from Scotland and Ireland. So it's like, okay, that's how I got there. And then, of course, my Englishness combines with Belgium and France and Netherlands because there was a constant backwards and forwards between the Anglo-Saxons and the Danes and all the people that actually made up what we call England. 
So I could see where my origins had come from, if one wants to see it like that, and how it really wasn't just one people, even though I wanted to believe that my origins were very English and Scottish, so I could say British, but even that had shifted around. So I know in America many people say, well, I'm, I'm a smorgasbord, I come from many different places, but it feels as if we are reconnecting to that energy. And it reminds me of my lovely kahuna in Hawaii used to say, if you know where you've come from, you know where you're going. And he used to also say, all you have to do is remember who was sitting behind you in the canoe, who was sitting in front of you, and who was sitting behind, beside you. Never really made sense, but I understand now that it's like who you've come from. And so that ability in so many indigenous cultures to be able to speak back of their generations, as they often say, my beautiful Rose Perry used to could go back 250 generations. I find difficulty going back to two generations in names. But the fact of the matter is, it wasn't just about naming someone. And I've heard this in other ways, is when we speak of who we are, it's almost as if our own star, star seed origins come to life. We know where we've come from by the energy that we carry in our lives. And that's where I want to take you now into a meditation. You see, when they used to ask, who are you? You would describe yourself almost in terms of what do you resonate with? And when I think of resonance, I also think of elements. What are the elements that you really relate to? And I was listening to Adam Apollo talk about the Pallades, and he speaks about the Pallades being a, a place, and we know that they are often called the Seven Sisters, but the Pallades people he describes as very much connected to the waters and connected to the dolphins and the whales. Well, of course, when I heard that, it was like, yes! And then he said that they are very much in tune with water because the dolphins and the whales sound into the water, put their thoughts, their consciousness into the water, and we then pick up that consciousness because we drink the water so that the dolphins and whales are often the messengers of new consciousness. And the whales are more connected to the messages of consciousness for the earth and the dolphins for the people. But as he was talking, he said, you know, Palladian individuals tend to like music and crystals and um, anything with a resonance to it. Of course, I'm putting my hand up and saying, you're talking about me. <laughs> Whereas Syrians are much more to do with the air, air element of air. So much more to do with elves and trees and the ability to be more, in some ways, more practical. So less, one might say, emotional, but have a, a, ha, be able to plan things out, have a, a, because air is very much more about our, our mental abilities or our thinking abilities. And yes, I'm talking about me as well. So that ability to see in many different directions, you could say the ability to synthesize consciousness. Again, I'd accept that that's part of me as well. 
So I could go down the many different of the, what we call the star seeds where you've come from. And truly, you may not even have come from this planet or this galaxy, this universe. But I thought it would be fun to just start to understand that there's been human-made arbitrary boundaries to who we are. You know, you're put into this category, male, female, obviously religious, cultural. But many a time what we do is we actually follow a frequency. And that I'm going to make it very simple for today, the frequency of one of the elements, earth, air, fire, water. And we'll leave ether and plasma out of it just at this moment. The synth that they are the synth, it is the synthesis of all of those. But you may know that you have had a life where perhaps you were an elf, which was half human, half bird perhaps. Or maybe you've had a life where you were half human and half water being. Maybe you were a mermaid. Now I'm playing with these ideas because I want us to understand that at this time, as countries are in many ways breaking away from the constraints that have been put on them, or, or beings that live within these countries are breaking away, we're also waking up to our DNA, and our DNA is saying, remember that this that you are carrying or being carried in, this human form, is just a form you've taken on in order to survive in this planet with this amount of oxygen and nitrogen, etc. But you have many other forms living within you and they are coming through your own expressions, which may be music or writing or loving of flying <laughs> or loving of being in the water or loving of being with the earth. And it's not important you know exactly which planet you come from or which <clears throat> star system you come from. What's more important is starting to resonate again with these energies through the energy of the elements. So, if you are able to meditate, if you're in a safe place, not driving or doing anything else, able to close your eyes, please close your eyes now. And let go of all the thoughts that have been floating around in your mind as I've been speaking, so taking a short breath in and a long out breath. And repeat that a few more times so that on the out-breath you're really taking all those thoughts, breathing them down through your body into the ground beneath you. Find yourself sitting in your chair or on your bed or wherever you are, feeling the surface of that chair, the floor, the bed, underneath your body, supporting you. Relaxing. And let us assume that just at this time, it is your heart chakra, your deep heart chakra, that has known your path through many different forms. In other words, take your awareness to your heart chakra. Deep within it, feel the beat of your soul. You may just sense it, you may hear it, you may even see colors that emerge from it. 
and now through your heart chakra. Let's see you in a corridor inside a building or a passageway. So I'm asking you to look around and see that at the end of this corridor or passageway is a door and the door is closed. Just become familiar with what the corridor looks like, what it's made from. And it may already be giving you some hints of the element it is natural for you. You may have greenery around you if you have that sense of being connected to the air, to the trees. You may have stones, crystals in your corridor, more connected to the element of earth. You may feel the sun or you may feel the heat if you're connected to the element of fire. And you may hear water flowing by. Hopefully not getting wet yourself, but hearing water or being by water, the element of water. And you ask yourself and tell yourself that as you get to the door on the other side of the door is a form that you have taken during one of your lives here on earth. Maybe you've been amongst trees for one of your most important lives, worked with trees, worked with wood, worked with air, or you have worked with fire. You've been involved with water and you've been human during this life. So as you open the door, you step into a world in the past, which represents your frequency, be it earth, air, fire, or water. What life have you had that involved one of those elements? See yourself there now. Feel the strong sense of connection to maybe being a sailor on an ocean, being a fireman, and knowing how to work with wood. What is it you knew how to do? What is it you know how to do with those elements? knowing that you can come back and experience more of this particular life. Go back into your heart. Connect to that resonance again with one of the elements. See in front of you a door. This door takes you into a time where you as a star seed first entered into this planet. You may have been half human, half star seed. 
you may have taken on a form such as a tree, a rock, an animal. Opening the door, pass now through that passageway and see yourself as a star seed that has entered this planet. Following that element that you had experienced before. Earth, air, fire, water. Where are you now? What does it feel like to be this star seed entering this planet, maybe for the first time, within this bodily form that you've taken? Some of you may be sad that you left the place of your origin, but let's assume that you still have contact with your own star beings, your own star family. How do you make that contact? How do you keep that contact alive? And what is your purpose? Or we could say the purpose of your star family here on Earth now. Because you are here in this form. Time doesn't exist. That same intention that you came onto the planet with at the first contact is still present within you now. Why are you here? What are your special gifts? What is, why your star family? What is it you're bringing? And as always, as you make this strong connection to your star family, feel it in your heart. Bring that resonance, that heartbeat back through the first door into that time where you had a fully human existence, but with the same element. See yourself bringing that gift into that particular life that we visited. How did you use that gift then? And now bring it back to your life. Now come back through the door. And here you are in that corridor. You are yourself. Same resonance, same heartbeat. How can you use your gift now? Don't make it prolong, not with your mind. Let your heart say it now to you.
Now it's time to return fully into the room where you are, bringing all of those energies with you, knowing you can go back at any time, other lives, other star beings, but you are creating new ways of knowing who you are, new senses of your belongingness. You're no longer going to be bounded by old traditions. You're coming home. In your own time to open your eyes. And I send much love and blessings to you all. Until next week. Bye-bye now. Thanks for listening to the HeartSpeak Podcast with Dr. Christine Page. Please check out all HeartSpeak episodes in the podcast archive section on www.christinepage.com. HeartSpeak is also available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, and now playing on Amazon Music and iHeartRadio. You can also watch the archive podcast on Christine's channel on YouTube and now on Rumble. Connect with Christine on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook, including her newest Facebook group, The Great Mother Calling. Do share with family, friends, colleagues. Join us next time for another edition of HeartSpeak.